This podcast brought to you by Basecrete, leaders in waterproof bond coatings for the swimming pool and construction industry. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today I'm chatting with Michael Wagner, CEO of Pool Scouts. Thanks for agreeing to speak with me today, Michael. My pleasure. Looking forward to the conversation. So I understand that you just opened up your 100th location. Um, you had a tremendous revenue jump uh, in Q3, really impressive YOY growth. Um, I was hoping you would speak with me a little bit about that today. Sure, I'd be happy to. Okay. So, yeah, just to start out, I want to clarify one thing. We, we have awarded 101 territories across the country. And uh, those 101 territories are spread out across 42 unique franchisees. Uh, of those, you know, we have a number that are not open yet because they've just been awarded their franchise. And as an example, we have uh, probably 15 at this point that will be opening in the first quarter of 2022. So there's a there's a bit of a lag at times between you know agreeing and, and getting excited and uh, in essence, being awarded a franchise and then opening the territories. Many of our franchisees often uh, purchase more than one territory. Uh, and during, when they do that, they open up one territory per year in order to go deep in the market rather than wide across a larger geographic area. So that's like 19 new franchisees this year and you're gobbling up territory and market yeah. share. It's great. Yeah, we have. And yeah, it's been really a great year, I, I think. The other thing that we've seen is 76% growth in revenue. Uh, and that's really, a lot of that's been driven by existing franchisees just having spectacular growth years. Uh, and that's amidst a challenging, as everybody talked about, of course, um, labor markets where you know some of our franchisees have not been able to expand as quickly as they would have liked to because of you know the, the challenge with hiring people. Um, so that's unique, and that was really uh, germane to, to really, uh, a lot of that has subsided since, you know, some of the, the unemployment benefits went away, and, uh, and people have become more readily available from a hiring perspective. But it was a bit challenging at times in the summertime across different parts of the country as well. Well, I was hoping maybe you could speak to that a little bit later in our conversation. I mean, one thing I, I, I could say is your marketing is incredible. I see the Pool Scouts brand like literally everywhere online. Yeah, thank you. That's a, you know that's something we have in house, um, and we you know we provide search engine optimization, websites, everything for our franchisees, which really affords us the opportunity to scale that across the brand and across different franchisees. Um, and part of our unique or special sauce as a, as a franchise brand is doing a lot to get the phone to ring for our franchisees. So that includes the digital marketing side, which we spoke about. We do search engine optimization in-house, and then we work with an agency from a paid side with our with our franchisees. And then we do direct mail uh, programs to those target households. Uh, you know, we do that program in-house uh, as well. We don't print, of course, but we execute the program on behalf of the franchisees. So that really leaves the franchisees to do their community-oriented marketing. But then we have creative people here, videographers and graphic artists that can help them design campaigns. And then we then make those campaigns available to the rest of the franchise system through our corporate intranet system. So there's a lot of sharing that goes on and a lot of data as well. We really are 
you know, pride ourselves in being a data-oriented company. We use a, a business analytics cool t- call, tool called Tableau to provide data points for all of our franchisees in our system to know what's working and what ROI is for different types of marketing campaign, what the response rates are. So we take a lot of the guesswork from a marketing perspective uh, you know, out of the hands of the franchisees. So they, you know, they get a lot of support on that side, which is really unique. Well, the marketing's great, but there are you're going head to head with like uh, competing franchise systems on the market. I mean, what's been the differentiating factor for your meteoric growth versus others that have been at this a whole lot longer? I mean, you're going head to head against systems with an adjunct construction franchise. I mean, is it the culture? Is it the systems? I mean, what's so enticing about being a pool scout franchisee? Well, I think it starts with, uh, you know, first of all, where our focus is. We focus on residential pool cleaning and maintenance and, you know, and really repair work at the equipment pad level. We don't do the heavy lifting stuff. So we really focus on the recurring revenue side of the business. And we focus on those residential pool owners. That starts with how we build our territories. So our territories are made up of single family homes within ground pools with incomes above a certain threshold and we build the territories and map them by zip code each territory contains between eight and twelve thousand target households and those end up being the target households that we then market to to get customers for our franchisees Uh, so we start with a real focus on what we do and what's recurring and then we're really you know adept at at branding and getting the, the brand out there in the marketplace for the franchisees that's not just the things that i mentioned but we also have a a pr agency that we work with to help our franchisees tell their stories both in their local markets and nationally we've had six tv spots this so this year so far and been featured in numerous publications so it's it's not only telling the story of the brand but more importantly telling the story of the franchisees themselves because they come from very unique backgrounds and have some uh, some really cool stories Sure, sure. I mean, I hear the vetting process for becoming a franchise, a franchisee could be pretty tough. I mean, there's thousands of different companies looking to grow their route. They want to dominate in their local market. I mean, everybody from the one polars to the guys with a 20 year old company that, you know, kind of plateaued on their growth, even in a COVID market, and they just don't know how to hit that next level. I mean, who's your franchise system best suited for, Michael? You know, we have varied backgrounds, and uh, and we really try and assess the skill set of the potential candidates to make sure that they're not only a fit from a business perspective, but also from a cultural perspective. That's important as you're building a family of franchisees. But franchisees who are successful are able to follow a process and a system. And so we have uh, some veterans in our system. We have lots of business people in our systems. Uh, we have a really... A uh, great franchisee who was a former prosecutor in New York City and opened up the Full Scouts franchise in his grounds. But really, it comes down to a couple things. Number one, can they follow a, a process? Can they understand, you know, the people side of the business, which is the fundamental side of what we do, Carson? We are in the people business. We're out there hiring technicians and managing technicians and people. And then we're dealing with lots of our customers. So, you know, some of our franchisees have 900 plus or over, you know, that that time, the number of customers, that's a lot of relationships to be managing. And then there are a lot of people associated with uh, going out there and servicing pools. If you've got, you know, 11 or 12 vehicles out on the road, that's that's a busy, lots of moving pieces. But most importantly, a lot of people 
uh, oriented uh, type challenges and, and things to deal with. So the people skills, the ability to follow a model. And then lastly, people that are not afraid to be the business owner in their communities. You know, they're, they're willing to be parts of the Chamber of Commerce and D&I events and represent themselves at real estate companies or, or uh, HOA organizations and, and be willing to kind of put themselves out there in their communities as a business owner. Sure, it's like about reiterating that uh, that Big Mac formula again and again and again that made it so successful. I mean, uh, I guess if you could follow that formula, you're a, you're a good prospect to be a franchise owner, right? Exactly. Yeah, and you're uh, you're willing to, you know. So knowing you're coming into a franchise system, you know you're getting the backing of of our team of people which are here to support you. But you also have guardrails put up in a franchise system. And so, you know, it is it is important to find folks that are comfortable with uh, those guardrails, but also, you know, relish in being supported by a team of people here at our corporate office from an either operations or training or systems or market perspective or, you know, buying power uh, across our whole franchise systems, those kinds of things. So the willingness to follow, but then also, of course, you know, be a leader within your community is, is, is fundamental. Sure. I mean... Honestly, what I want to talk to you about um, really quick is, you know, the year was really tough for service companies in particular, and maintaining pricing structures was one thing everybody had a challenge with. I mean, we're predicting more price increases coming and fast. I mean, how do you, how do your franchisees explain all the fluctuations in pricing that are coming straight from distribution? Well, fortunately, we get a little bit of heads up. With our corporate arrangements uh, from a, from a supply perspective, we get to give them some heads up, and then because we have a centralized CRM, we're able to help them with price adjustments um, across the board. So we got a little bit of time to understand, at least from a product standpoint, when the price of chlorine is going up or shock or whatever it might be, that we can adjust that accordingly so that they're raising their prices. We also help them with the customer communication piece of it. So we've got email templates and plans in place for our franchisees to communicate to their customers when prices are going to increase and then lastly from a people perspective obviously wage rates are going up and they're not going to come down in my opinion ever and so that's just a fundamental i think everybody aware is aware of that across the country so we help them with the communication we help them and alert them when it's going to happen so that they can time it appropriately and then we're just constantly, you know, in, in front of our franchisees talking to them about the inflationary pressures across the board and how to manage it. And I think, you know, rational customers understand that inevitably some franchisee will be like, man, I can't raise my prices. I'm going to lose a bunch of my customers. And then we help them through the process. And almost all the time, they're astounded in the fact that they don't lose any customers or lose very few of them. And if they do lose them, they're often the ones they wanted to lose anyways uh, because they were the most challenging or difficult customers that you know, were just looking for a deal. Sure. I think one other fundamental thing is that we do not, you'll never see in any of our branding, um, Joe, that we are trying to be low price, uh, low cost. You know, we're a premium service and that's something that we you know, pride ourselves in being. So higher level quality, higher level of professionalism, you know, and, and that doesn't come at a, at a lower price. Sure. I can understand why that comes at a premium. Um, what's your outlook for 2022? I mean, do you predict the same kind of growth you saw this year? Are there any markets you're particularly focused on developing a footprint in? 
Yeah, we had a really good, we've added nine new states to our franchise system this year. Um, and when I say this year, that's the addition of the franchisees. That doesn't mean they're open. Uh, we're going to be opening up in, uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah. We just opened at the end of the season in Boise, Idaho. We have two out in uh, two franchisees and multiple locations out in Arizona and the Phoenix area. Um, we have a lot of growth. We're, we're super excited to be in Kansas City, both the Missouri and the Kansas side. Uh, we had a great first year in Columbus, Ohio. So I, you know, I, I see us ex- continuing to expand robustly across multiple states. Texas and Florida remain to be our biggest states from a franchisee perspective. Uh, as you're well aware, that the Texas market is crazy, crazy in the growth standpoint. People are migrating to Texas almost like no other state, uh, and there's just lots of land still there, like unlike a lot of parts of the country. So I see us certainly continuing to grow both organically and with new franchisees in the state of Texas, um, and then just filling out in so many different places, other parts of the country. Uh, so we, uh, I, it's really a combination of new franchisees who are already on board that haven't opened up their business yet, that will be opening them up shortly in the first quarter of 2022. Our existing franchisees continuing to expand. One of my favorite, you know, stories to talk about is our franchisee in Raleigh Durham and uh, she started her business at the end of 2016 and uh, you know she's grown her business in 2021 you know at an astounding rate so her growth uh, across this year so far is 66.9 percent and this is you know not her first year of business she's got two territories in the Raleigh Durham and that's a good area of the country uh, there are people migrating there. There's a lot of great things going on, but it's it's a result of just being a fabulous operator and a great franchisee too. So that growth can be fueled by the operator themselves, the owner themselves, and then just the conditions of the market are very favorable across the whole country for for the swimming pool business. So, you know, I'm feeling very bullish uh, because of the indicators that we've seen. We've just got a lot of really good things going on. Well, terrific. I mean, I'm. I'm super excited about your guys' growth. I mean, I've been watching you very closely, so hats off to everything that you guys have done this year. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of uh, hard work, and it's really neat to see, you know, somewhat of a tipping point we reached uh, in our business. But that's a product really of two things. It is a, a product of having great franchisees in our system who are true proponents of the brand. And honestly, uh, Joe, we've got a, a fabulous team. I have a fabulous team of people surrounding me who are just, you know, great at supporting our franchisees and also bringing in great new franchisees to the system. So uh, we've got a lot of really good things going on, both externally and internally. I'm super proud of uh, proud of what we've been able to do so far, but really of our franchisees mostly and of the team of people that are that are around me. Not particularly the last two years. I mean, whatever you've done has certainly helped to elevate your brand. I mean, I've, I've seen you guys everywhere, so terrific job with that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's all the time we have today. A huge thank you to our sponsor, Base Creek, the leaders in waterproof bond codes for the swimming pool industry. Please make sure to subscribe, and we look forward to catching you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.